Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Welcome back to another great episode of the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. Once again, it's me and TJ. It's going to be Anthony's, uh, he's got a birthday coming up tomorrow. It was tomorrow. No, it's Saturday. His birthday's Saturday. Um, but he's out with his family today. Um, getting ready for the celebration. It's Thursday, so it's Thursday night football tonight. I've got it on in the background. Looks like the Miami Dolphins versus the Cincinnati Zebras. Um, they're out there. And uh, I'm sorry, T. I, I don't care how good T. Higgins is. Nobody in Cincinnati deserves to wear 8-5. <laughs> I, I don't care. I, like, the man changed his fucking name to Ocho Cinco. That number should be retired. I agree. I, just think I agree, dude. It's a slap in the face of Chad Johnson. Like, nobody should be wearing that number. Fucking hallowed. I mean, listen, right, right from Jump Street, uh, those these white uniforms, these alternates are disgusting. Not a fan at all. Uh, and then the game gets started, and you know what we just had is uh, two are getting carted off the field, and possible, you know, another head injury, looking very likely. His O line apparently doesn't like him because they're just letting the Bengals right through as if they didn't show up to play tonight, which is upsetting. Uh, I actually. Enjoy, even though I'm a Jeff fan, I enjoy seeing a team like the Dolphins who, you know, have some trials and tribulations over the past, I mean, 50 years since uh, they were in a Super Bowl, something like that. No, not 50. 40? Uh, 80. Yeah, yeah like 40. It was like 78 or something like that when they won, when they went undefeated. No, no. And then uh, they made it. Uh, did they make, they did make this. Super Bowl with the you no know, correct was uh, it the AFC Championship. Gotta say it was before my time. Couldn't tell you if they actually won. I can look it up though, and then we can find out. But uh, but yeah, so listen, uh, that, you know, the whole thing with Tua, you know, uh, last week or yeah, Sunday actually, um, when he took that nasty hit and yeah. literally could not walk back on the field. You know, the players' association saying they wanted to do a little investigation on that uh, on that. You know the the head the head injury protocol that he was not right. Like I honestly, I when he walked back out on the field, I was like, that ain't right. Uh, like you can't do stuff like that, right? And uh, and I guess I mean if he does have a head injury today, then then we're seeing the ramifications of going back into the game when you're not ready to go back into the game, right? 
So I I don't know. Um, he looked okay. I mean, uh, he looked fine today under center. It's just he just took what two hits in three plays, like hard hits. O line just gave up and like Swiss cheese, brutal and especially something that's coming off a head injury. How do you not step up there? I mean, if I'm the coach, I'm grabbing people by the fucking face mask and saying, like, seriously, you're going to do your goddamn job? You weigh 300 pounds. That fat is for something. It's it's not to stand there and, and, and jiggle. Get in front of somebody. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not even a Dolphin fan, and it pisses me off because it's like, dude, you might have one of the easiest jobs on the field. It's be big and get in people's way. You don't have to catch the ball. You don't have to use your fucking hands. They Generally, they don't want you using your fucking hands, right? I think that's an oversimplification of what they do. Out of everybody else on the field, it's a pretty simple job, especially when the guy you have to cover is about three inches in front of your face. It's not like he's, you know? Some of these guys are slippery, man. I mean... Dude, you make a swim move and you get around somebody that's still on that person. You should be able to... Saying saying that it's easy for the offensive lineman to just block is like saying that it's easy for the running back to run. All he's got to do is be fast and go through the hole. That's not true. He has to hold on to the ball. He has to carry the ball. He has to make sure he doesn't lose the ball. There's a lot more factors to it. I, don't know. Dude, I, I will sum up being an old lineman as if you're seven foot two and you're, you're at the baseline, you can't dunk the ball. I, like, I don't understand. You're going up right up to the boards and you can't dunk. That It's it's that easy. I don't know about it. I, again, 100%. That's what they do. Dude, they're there to be big. Well, then I guess playing defensive line is easy too. Yeah. <laughs> then why doesn't everybody do it, T? We all can't weigh 330 pounds and run a... Everybody f- who's 330 pounds doesn't make it to the NFL. Because they can't run a five-second 40. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that simple, T. But uh, the Dolphins... Uh, I think it's a, a pretty uh, simple. I, it, it's You're oversimplifying what they do. I mean... Maybe, but I'm not, I'm not saying I could do it. I'm not sitting here telling like you saying, I could do it. That's like saying, oh, being a goalie is easier. All you have to do is be big and don't let the puck get past you in the net. If you're fat enough, you should be able to do it. Like, I, it, it's an oversimplification of what's going on. It's, it's everybody it, on the ice being the goalie is the easiest one. You don't have to skate far. You don't have to handle the puck. Oh, uh, it's, it's the hardest job on the ice. It, it sounds stupid when I say it, right? Like, but dude, I'm talking about your, your trained athlete. You have one job, and that is to get into in somebody's way, and, and just mean, just get in somebody's way, dude. Dude, get in somebody's way for six to seven seconds at most. Again, a goalie's job is the same job in hockey. Get in the way of the puck. That's all you have to do. You got to stop the puck. You, you got to see the puck. No, you just have to get in the way. It just can't Dude, get past you. The guy in front of you is not going 100 miles an hour. A hockey puck is. Uh, I get that. That guy in front there's of you not, is not there's not, you're in his way. There's not three or four offensemen standing in your way blocking your, of the guy you have to cover. I'm, see, you're oversimplifying what offensive linemen do. If it was that simple, everybody would do it. It is that simple. It's literally block the fucking guy in front of you. It's it, what else are they supposed to do? How are you? What else are they supposed to do? They're coaching offensive linemen, dude. What? I I don't understand how it how you make it sound not simple. Your job is to block the guy in front of you. No, maybe create a hole. Throw the ball to the receiver. I mean, we could make it look sound real real simple. A receiver's job is to catch the ball and run with it, like. We can make it sound real simple. I mean, the kicker's job is just to kick the ball. Well, okay. So what I, I hear run down 30 different things that a quarterback does. What does an old lineman do other than get in somebody's way and block them or create a hole? The offensive lineman also has to know exactly where he's supposed to block that person. It's not just like block this guy. It's block this guy where. 
because there is like a scheme where you're going and then you actually have to use that force to go in that direction i get it so you're telling me it's hard to tell somebody hey block this guy towards the left today uh, i'm not saying it's hard to execute it uh it it, i'm sure it is you got a huge man a huge athletic coming at you but you're supposed to also be a huge athletic monster the point is, Nick, the point is, should should the Bengals be walking through the offensive line as if they're not even there? I don't – listen, that should be – Should no two be getting hit that win. hard two games yeah. in a row? Somebody's got to win and somebody's got to lose. It's going to happen all the time anyway. This is two weeks in a row, dude. I don't and, know about that. And, and, and I, in a span of three plays, this guy's on his back twice. I mean, you're having a rough and, week. And, and, again, we're not talking about the greatest D-line in the NFL right now. Now we're talking about the bank who've looked like shit so far this season. I, I don't believe that the Dolphins had a good offensive line to start the season either. I'm all I'm saying is when you know your star quarterback, the guy that has you three and zero right now, yeah, three and zero, dude, an amazing fourth quarter of, of touchdowns. Let's call it what it is, an amazing fourth quarter of touchdowns. Okay, they beat the Bills, who a lot of people would have put money on them going undefeated this year. And they they can't two out of four four plays in a four down set they can't stop the the line. I, I don't know. You ask the Bills fans, and they'd say that the uh, the referees had something to do about that. But I would I would argue that Waddle and Hill have a lot more to do with them doing well than Tua does. I do. I would disagree. I mean, Teddy somebody's going to get Waddle Waddle and Hill the ball, right? Yeah, I know. And Teddy Bridgewater just did it like it wasn't nothing. Teddy Bridgewater is a decent backup. Right now, if Teddy Bridgewater goes in there right now and just throws a touchdown, I wouldn't be surprised. And he's the backup. I I would take Teddy Bridgewater over fucking Flacco any day of the week. Any day of the week. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But again, I, I think we're giving too much credit to Tua. When he can do it for more than one, more than three games, I'll be impressed. We'll see I how the rest the of the credits goes. deserved. I think the credits deserved. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. I, he might not be there for the season. That's what I'm saying. So, so who gives a shit? He can't, right? The best ability is availability. That being said, dude, dude, uh, we, the way his old line's playing, he might as well be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life as a vegetable because he might be safer that way. He might not want to come back out on the field this year if that's the way they're going to protect him. But uh, Tua took a big hit on uh, on Sunday. Uh, wobbly on the field, obviously wobbly on the field, did not look good at all. Um, but the, uh, I don't know how the training staff allowed him to come out to play that second half, but he did. Dolphins beat the Bills in the upset. Bills fans all over the place with tears streaming down their faces as they jump through their tables that are set on fire. I, I don't know why, but. And Such a waste of a good plastic table. And you know what I mean? You go to all out of fat girls ass cracks as Bills fans are known to do. Um, but uh, I mean, hey, listen, everybody has their thing. That was that was the big uh, that was a big shock to me for the uh, for the week week three. Uh, Jets lose to the Bengals, but I, I don't think anybody really expected. Like if if somebody told me as a Jets fan, hey, your starting quarterback's going to be out, you're going to go two and two. If we beat the if we beat the Steelers uh, this week. I'll be happy and we're two and two because I think the whole freaking league had us going zero and nine or some bullshit like that. I don't know, some nonsense, right? Um, Daniel Jones chokes on Monday Night Football again and loses to the uh, Cowboys, the 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 Dak Prescottless Cowboys. 
What are your thoughts on that, T? What like no Dak Prescott? What do you think? I think uh, we've talked about this multiple times so far this season. I don't think Dak is the guy. I think the Cowboys oversold on Dak. Um, I think they're fine without him. And I think this year might be a, a year where, depending on who's coming up, you might want to take another quarterback because I don't see Dak being that top-tier QB, that guy that's going to get you there. Because, the, listen, the, the Dallas Cowboys, they're not a, you know necessarily a, a team missing just the quarterback. You know what I mean? They have a lot of holes. They have a lot of problems. But it's funny if you talk to a Cowboys fan, uh, they think the world of Dak and – from a, a not not being a Cowboys fan on the outside looking, it's like, what has he done? What makes you so high on this guy? I, I mean, I watch games when he's playing and he either barely keeps his team in it or they lose. They're not blowing people out. He's not he's not throwing for four hundred yards. He's not racking up five six touchdowns a game. And the way Dallas Cowboy fans love him, it's like the, these are the same fans that shit on Tony Romo at the end. Yeah. Tony I Roman mean, a special player. Yeah, I, I, I'll take Tony Roman as prime any day of the week over Dak. I uh, and Dak seems to be very injury prone too as of late. Mm-hmm. By the way, the way you said mm-hmm sounded really cool. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> it sounded it's. I was convinced when you said mm-hmm. I said, oh wow, okay. I'm, I believe I'm, this man. Yeah, I, I, I was there. I was sitting there like, wow, okay, right on, right on. Uh, I think uh, – what else did we see week three that was like an eye-opener for you? Um, funny, I uh, I picked the Titans. And not that the Titans gave you anything to look for this year, but it was just the way I, I think the season has been going so far. I'm like, you know what? I think the Titans are going to win against the Raiders. And you know what? It was actually a really good game. It was a hard-fought game, very tight. Yep. And the Titans end up winning 24-22. Uh, one of the better games, I think, that week. Um, I, I it, Some people will say, oh, the Ravens, you know, like, dude, the, the Pats are not. The Pats are not the Pats. I mean, they, it's not their year. They're not going to be good. I think, um, I mean, you, you you said it right from, from go, man. You said it right from ju- Jump Street that Jones is not the guy. And, yeah. uh. I, th- I think everybody's figuring that out, and I think the, well, the Pats are going to have a lot of problems. Listen, well, he's not a bad kid, and he, he's topped out. That's it. I mean, you know, th- there's certain things that, you know, you have talent to do things. He doesn't things have an arm. That's it, you know? He does not have an arm, man. Um, Hold on. Doc's back in the house, and Doc says Dak is the most overrated quarterback in football. Doc, welcome back, man. We have You know what? We should have known better. Hockey season's back, and so is Doc. Damn, Skippy, Doc. We got some. We got some uh, hockey to talk a little bit later. Stay oh yeah, away. welcome back, Doc. Always no, busy. but it's true though. It's it's again. It's and I don't think it's. I don't. It's not really on Dak. I think he he he's always been that player. You knew what you were getting when you drafted him. I, I think it's more on the fan. Cowboy fans are just a breed of people that pump everybody up like they're the greatest thing in the world, and it's it must be that Jerry Jones shit rubbing off on them. I. I it's it's mind-boggling it, it, you know the whole it's one time too many yeah dude it's 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 that america's team shit it, they still want to hold on to it and it hasn't been the case for 20 years just let it go yeah yeah 
Uh, Doc says that he liked the Colts win over Casey. That was a big shocker, too. Maybe bringing Casey yeah. back to reality. Um, my cousin's a KC fan. He lives in Kansas. Uh, he, uh, but so, and, I, and I understand Kansas City is not in Kansas. It's in Missouri. I mean, technically, it is in Kansas a little tiny bit, but not the good part. The bad part <laughs> is in Kansas. The good part's in Kansas City uh, or is in Missouri. Um but uh, Doc, you're 100% right. That was a shocker. And the question I got to have for you is, was it Patrick Mahomes or was it Tyreek Hill? Because uh, mm. Patrick Mahomes is is not looking like, well, let's put it this way. Tua is looking more like the old Patrick Mahomes with Tyreek Hill than Patrick Mahomes is. I'm not saying Pat looks bad at all. He'll be an MVP candidate at the end of the year. But, uh, you know, we always have the question of, does the quarterback make the receiver or vice versa? I think in that case, it was a 50-50 right there. I, I I don't know. I have to disagree because I think Pat Mahomes is easily top three quarterbacks in the league. So it's I mean not even no contest. I, I mean who who would you say is better than than Patrick Mahomes in the league right now? Today? Josh Allen, yeah. Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers on the back nine, dude. It's definitely the the debate is there. I, I don't think. There. I think Lamar Jackson's a very good uh, quarterback. He's just got no. Lamar Jackson is a very dynamic quarterback. Um, Lamar Jackson is he can do it with his legs and he can do it with his arm. He has a very good arm for a running quarterback. I think. See, I don't, he's I don't one think of those hybrids that so it's not really a hybrid quarterback. Would you call Josh Allen a running quarterback, or is he a quarterback that can run? Um, you know that's a pretty good question. I. Because you know what, when Josh Allen runs the ball, he picks his spots and he does it. It's almost, it's almost like the play. It, it's set up for that hole to be there and that that option. Like you know what I mean? It, it, it's like running an option play, but the option is just use your feet. Hey, yep. if the line's going to back up and they're going to give you that hole, he's a fast quarterback. He's a very athletic kid. I wouldn't say he's, you know, plays or design other than you know like the one yard pushes, uh, you know, third and inches type of play, but. I think that plays are designed around knowing that he can use his legs more than most quarterbacks, especially a kid his size. Whereas Lamar Jackson, I think, is plays are built in for him to use his legs and hold on to the ball more. So I would say Josh Allen's a quarterback that can run, where I would put Lamar Jackson as a a running quarterback. But again, that's why I'm saying I think Lamar Jackson's doing that rare thing where his arm is just as good, if not better, than his legs. Most hybrid quarterbacks have efficiency somewhere, and it's usually their arm strength or their accuracy, especially while running with the ball. And Lamar Jackson has that ability to bounce outside the pocket and still connect with a, you know a laser. So I, I, you know what, I would definitely put Lamar Jackson up there in the top three with Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I, I think the only reason I would say that uh, Lamar Jackson's a running quarterback is his size. I wouldn't call Jameis Winston a running quarterback, though he can run, but he's a big dude. And Lamar Jackson's more like he's Zach a little leaner. He's a, he's a more he's a more athletic Zach Wilson as far as yeah, he's lean. He's right. So Doc says Josh Allen is a running quarterback. It's no not surprising he leads the team in rushing yards. See, but when he takes off with the ball, I feel like it's just it's a broken play, and he's just taking off with the ball. Well, no, it's the way the play is designed almost. It's just good offense. It's good quality. Hey, we're going to move guys around, so we're going to give you that hole. We're going to give you that option, especially if you're going to bring the blitz on him. He's going to make you pay. So similar to Lamar Jackson. 
So, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not saying he – to define him as a running quarterback, I don't think he'd be wrong at all. So, but even well, even look at – dude, look at fucking Sam Donald. I mean, last year and going into this year until he got hurt, the guy – he had more touchdown – running touchdowns than he threw touchdown passes with the Jets. Definitely wouldn't call Sam Donald running quarterback. Um, Doc says he likes the quarterback in San Diego, too. He's going to be a good one. I think he means uh, Justin Herbert in Los Angeles, Doc. He's uh, It's the Los Angeles Chargers now. But we got what you meant. Unless <laughs> unless there's another SD team I'm not tracking yet. But uh, Justin Herbert, yeah, uh, took a big hit against uh, in week two and broke a rib or something like that. Uh, damaged the cartilage around his rib, rather. Dude, that's um, one of those things that it's like – he, he, he has been taken to a local hospital. He is conscious, uh, but he's not coming back. He's out. And again, I, I dude, think hey, listen. he needs to evaluate this. He shouldn't have been playing last week. Right? That, I mean, that, just, just, if he ends up having some kind of major like bleeding on the brain or something like that, which they 100% can CAT scan him, they can give him a scan of his brain, they can figure out what's going on there, they can tell, you know, what, what's a new injury and what's an old injury. And if they find out, especially in the in the world of CTE, that he 100% should not have been out there. I mean, the, the Players Association is going to have a huge lawsuit against the NFL yeah, and, and himself against the Miami doctors. But it, it's... No, but here's the problem. You can't fuck around. And, and Doc knows. Doc knows he's a hockey fan. Doc knows you can very easily get that Eric Lindros system where you get hit by a fucking feather. You get another concussion. And is that what you want to do with Tua? So, so while you're right, they can't sue the league because it's an independent doctor that looks at head injuries. And they don't. Oh, okay. He doesn't belong to anybody. He's just there. It's kind of like a UFC. They don't have uh, their own trainers in the corners, like the, the staff doctors. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So you know, in boxing, you have your own cut man, right? And that cut mm-hmm. man, he's going to help you lie to the official doctor. In UFC, there is no cut man. The cut man belongs to UFC. So if you're injured, he's not going to help you cover it up to lie right. to the doctor. He's going to be the first one to be like, come here, because the UFC doesn't want that liability. Well, so- the UFC skated a very thin line forever. I mean, look at how long it took them to just get into New York. They, they didn't want them. And again, that's different reasons. That's union reasons and that's stuff like criminal. that. Shit. And that's I understand criminal. that. Right. But it, it's it's still, I think the UFC knows they're on a very fine line with the way they're they're I mean, their fights go, and it's a lot bloodier than boxing. Uh, I wouldn't say the propensity to get injured is more or less. It's different. Um, I think, you know, broken legs and, and broken ankles, but broken chins, all that stuff. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> Dude, it sucks. I mean, it ruined Eric Lindros's career. It that, really uh, did. Doc it hampered says, his career. Doc says that, that Lindros comparison is brilliant. Bang on. Um, you know, we saw that in baseball. Clint Frazier was a guy that got injured. He got a, a head injury, and, and it seemed like the Yankees didn't handle that well, and it derailed his entire career, and, it, and that was the end of it for him. But we've seen people that that get head injuries, and it's just a constant, constant. I mean, you see it in pro wrestling, and that's why they don't do chair shots anymore to the head. Uh, you know, concussions to the head are – it's kind of like uh, – I'm trying to think of a good example. I'll give you a break a bone. That one space on your bone becomes stronger, but then the pieces around it become weaker, and now you have a propensity to break your bones over and over again. And, and right. the same thing with concussions. Once you get one concussion, you have a propensity to 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 get multiple concussions. 
um, in the military, we have a thing with uh, with uh, being a heat casualty. If you pass out or get like a heat stroke or something like that, you will always, always get, get your risk. Yeah. If you get freaking a cold weather injury, you will always be. Oh, you got frostbite once you're forever tagged as the frostbite kid. You will always get frostbite. So, you know, concussions are, are right up there with that. CTE is no joke. Uh, uh, think, what Almost. What is it? I think they're go, they're at like 100 percent now for CTE. Any any ex NFL players that have had autopsies and has donated their brain to science. It's come back every time CTE. You know, my struggle, and I just I did a, I, I just quoted Sal when I went because Sal exhales <laughs> a lot in frustration. Um, Sal from wrestling addicts. Uh, but the thing I I kind of look at with the NFL, and I and I gotta say, like, is it? It's very unfortunate that a lot of these guys have injuries. But at some point, common sense has to rear its head and say, "Well, you used your head as a battering ram for ten years. Did you think that was okay? Because I could promise you that wasn't okay. Like I've gotten a concussion a few times in my life, and I knew I wasn't okay. Yeah. And I was whatever I did, I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to do that one again." Like I remember one time, I used my head as a batting battering ram, and laid into the side of somebody and i got up and i was like yeah i didn't feel good and i felt sick almost immediately another time an accident you know accidental collision and a pitcher kneed me in the side of the head when we were both going for a ball and i I was playing catcher i threw off my mask and we're both i slid he didn't and his knee just railed me in the side of my head couldn't feel my hands the sky looked purple and you know like i was jacked up but you know what yeah I didn't sit there and go, hmm, let's try that one more time. Kick me in the head again. Let's see how it goes. These guys, I mean, you watch Adrian Peterson for his career. He used his head like a battering ram. Lord knows how many concussions yeah. he got and didn't get diagnosed. But, like, at what point did you think, oh, I can run a four four forty? Let me take my head and crack somebody else in the head with it. Like, that's just not a smart look. Like, no. I, I get you have a helmet on, but that helmet, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't, people, people think that a helmet is there to a helmet's there to stop a head injury as far as a physical head injury it's to stop you from cracking your skull nothing yeah. is going to stop your brain rattling around in the juices that are inside your skull and that's what causes a concussion exactly. nothing's going to stop that you're still going at 15 to 20 miles an hour on your feet somebody that's also traveling the same speed your body is getting right ra- it's like getting into a car accident every time it, it's it's your brain's rattling around in, in the fluid that's in your skull and the helmet's not there to protect against concussion. You know what does protect against concussions most of the time is your mouth guard. And yeah. how many times do people have their mouth guard sticking out of their friggin' helmet because they don't want to wear it? Well, it's hanging, it's hanging from their face mask. Yeah. Or it's stuck in the top. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think college football is doing wonders with safety. Uh, simple example. Mm-hmm. Simple, very simple example. I watch a lot of college football. Go Knowles. Um Wearing your chin strap. If your helmet comes off in a college football game, you have to sit out for a play. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah. That's it. And why was it? It was because these college kids were, were emulating their, their professional counterparts and they'd sit there wearing their helmets half-assed and then their helmets wouldn't fit correctly because, you know, you, your, your helmet is just, I don't know, your hair is too big so you have a loose helmet or you don't like the way it fits when it's supposed to fit the right way or you're not strapping in all the way because the guy in the NFL, he doesn't strap in all the way and you think it looks cool to sit there with your helmet halfway on your head and all that stuff. I mean, and, and then NC2A did something about it, and they were like, hey, you know, your helmet comes off, you're coming off too. Yeah. You know what? Now the kids wear their helmets the right way now, all the time. Uh, Doc says he wouldn't be surprised if Crosby, and he, I believe he's referring to Sidney Crosby, retires next year. He's a guy that's one hit away from ending it. I, and, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I think especially at this point in his career, not for nothing, he has nothing left to prove. I don't think the Penguins are going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, I think they blew their load with as far as building a team around Crosby and Malkin, and they did a great job. But if I was Sidney Crosby, I mean, the guy is sitting on a boat boatload of money. He's, you know, hockey's darling, which is amazing because, they, I mean, I, mo- most people outside of Pittsburgh hate his guts. I'll never forget Don Cherry absolutely laying into him. Well, I think it was his, like, second or third year. Cause he's just playing nasty and, and creating fights. And then his teammates are having to fight his battles. And he went on a great about how this is all Sidney Crosby's fault because he wants to play like a dirty punk, but he wants the protection like a, a Gretzky got. It's like, no, Gretzky didn't go out there and act like an asshole. Gretzky was an asshole because he scored on you or passed the shit out of the puck. And, and I mean, he'd bank it off the friggin' referee and get an assist off of that. I mean, it, it was that easy for him. That's why people went after Gretzky. It was a different time of hockey. Crosby got get, gets gone after because of his personality and how he thinks he's a little tougher than he really is, but then wants to skate away and be like, oh, I'm supposed to touch me. He's an instigator who won't fight. Yeah. Uh, Damian Woody said somebody should lose their job over this man with that with what happened to Tua last week. Come on. Yeah, he's right, and I, I didn't think Tua should have been playing last week, and he probably shouldn't be playing today. I mean, hopefully he's okay. Uh, yeah. a few weeks off because the truth of the matter is he went to the friggin' hospital. I don't know what's wrong with him. I hope it's minimal. Yeah. But at least at the very minimum, take a week off. I mean, and, and I don't mean this Sunday. I mean, next Sunday, he needs to go no contact, no anything. No, just lay in bed for a week. Yeah, dude. Lay in bed for, I mean, it's, is it worth it? Is it worth no. it? No. I mean, no, not at all. Get it. It's, there's millions of dollars on the table, but who gives a shit about millions of dollars if you're not allowed to use it? Yeah, I, and that's the one thing, man. Your brain and any swelling on the brain is catastrophic. Absolutely catastrophic. So, I just can't understand how he walked, how they saw him get up, wobble, get up, wobble and go down, and they still saw it fit to put him back on the field. I, I don't understand that. Who is, Who are the coaches in Miami that saw that happen and they were like, we got to win this game? Like, dude. McDaniel, lose your job, dude. I'm pretty sure their coach, the new coach is McDaniel, right? From the 49ers. 
Yeah. Not Josh McDaniel. I think his name is Mike McDaniel. But h- how are you still employed, bro? Like, as a human being, how do you watch a man wobble, wobble, and say, yeah, go on out there, kid? Like, come on, man. Like, uh, zero heart whatsoever. Like, I've been, on, I've been in training s- situations where I've seen people pass out in front of me, and then they're fighting with me to continue in the battle because it's 200 degrees outside and we're all sweating to death. Did I sit there and go, okay, you look pretty good. Get back in the f- – no, we're just, it's it's a game. It's a freaking game. We're talking about life and death. I think not for nothing. Uh, if you're a coach, I would expect you to treat every player on your team as if they're your kid. Would yeah. you put your kid back out there? Would you want your kid going back out there when he clearly isn't right? You know what I mean? It, it's – hey – Dude, we, we played men's baseball for how many years? And Dennis was our coach. And not only our coach, the same age as us, our friend. And he was very quick, with, uh, especially with the pitchers. And, I mean, I pitched for him for years. And there were times where he would look at me, and, I mean, my arm would be hanging. And I would lie right through my teeth to him. No, I'm good. No, no, you're not taking me out. I'm good. I'm good. And he'd be like, dude, go sit down. No problem, coach. Go sit down and then, like, after like two or three pitches in the next inning while I'm sitting on the bench room, I'd be like, thank God you pulled me because I literally can't feel from my elbow down to my fingertips right now. Doc says the Dolphins should pay for starting him tonight, let alone getting back in the game against the Bills. I agree with you, Doc. I really do. I don't know how he, he I don't know how he went back in that game. When they when I saw the hit and I saw his reaction, I was like, Yeah, he's done for the day. He came out in the second half. He played a great second half, but he had no business out there. Anything could have happened. Anything could have happened. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the man was clearly hurt. I mean, absolutely clearly hurt. And it, it didn't make anything any better. I, I, I no. They won the game. I, I guess that was kind of important. But in the grand scheme of things, if this if he's out right now for the whole season with this with his head injury, was, was last week worth it? No, not at all. Especially, dude, you can't play with the brain. You can't. It's the same thing as the heart. You, you can't play with it. You can't goof around with it. I mean, literally – Something that's like the, they call it the silent killer, dude. And everybody knows somebody in their lives that has died of a brain aneurysm. And it's literally a burst blood vessel that you, if you don't identify it within like, I don't know, 20 minutes, you're probably dead. Yeah. yeah. Something as simple as that. And this guy's getting beat on by monsters. And then after that wallop that he took last week, and then a short week, barely any rest, and he's out here clobbered again. There is no reason for it. There's no excuse for it. It's it's sick, dude. It's honestly, it's embarrassing on the league. And if the league doesn't come out and make a statement against the Miami Dolphins for allowing this to happen, it's I, – listen, I just hope he's okay. I hope, you know, he gets checked out in the hospital, gets released, everything's all good. But it's you, – you can't fuck around with that shit. Yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> Excuse me. Moving on from uh, week three. Anything else about week three you want to talk about, T? Um, Colts, Titan, uh, Colts, Chiefs, a very big upset. Dolphins upset the Bills. Um, Vikings, Lions. Lions look good this year so far. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they played a hell of a game. Vikings pull it out. But another great game to watch. And I, you know what? Again, I like seeing I like seeing teams that you don't expect to be good actually thrive and the lines look very good and they're very exciting to watch and as football fans if you're watching on sunday 
you're watching your team, and then the other games that week, if your team's playing at 1 o'clock, you're looking forward to a 4 o'clock game, and then you know Sunday night football and Monday night football, you're looking at games, and even if you don't have a rooting interest, maybe you don't sports bet, you don't have a betting interest in the game, you want to see a competitive football game. And the Lions are bringing it every week. Yeah. Um, Saints lose to the Panthers. I was kind of shocked about that one. A little bit. Uh, Jags keep rolling. Bit. Jags keep it rolling. Beat the Chargers with a beat up Justin Herbert yeah. under center. I gotta say though, let, let's let's it's it's 2022, and Trevor Lawrence's numbers are 28 for 39, 262 yards. Now he had three touchdowns, but 262 yards. I mean, 2022. That's kind of uh, limited, isn't it? I would say so. Right. I mean, when when somebody like Joe Flacco can throw for 400 yards, you got to sit there and go, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you were supposed to be the you were supposed to be the chosen one, 262. I mean, you won. I guess that's the main thing. But, uh, I mean, I obviously didn't watch the Jaguars game because who gives a shit about the Jaguars? But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I haven't I seen anything from him that really lights it up for me. Not since college. It's not like he's playing on a stacked team. Now. So it goes back to the argument of the quarterback or the receiver. Easy there, Sal. But it's it. No, I, I agree with you because I'm not. I don't think he's like the second coming. Like people want to tout him. Uh, no, I meant I, I meant Sal when you went. <sighs> no, <laughs> because it's tough. Because you know what I mean. It's it's like I. You could say the same thing about Zach Wilson. Has Zach Wilson given you anything to think that? Oh my God, he's he's our you know. He's our quarterback for the next 10 years. He's our savior. He's the guy that's going to be under center that's going to lead us to the promised land. Like, who knows? It's too early to tell. Did I ever see anything that he did? And I was like, wow. And that was the game he played against Brady with freaking plumbers and roofers as wide receivers. And he he hung in there with Brady. Brady And I was kind of like sitting there like the Antonio Brown game. I was like, wow, holy shit. Like, he has no business in this game at all. But he was in there. Uh, and we mm-hmm. lost, but you know what? I sat there and I was just like, "Holy shit!" He actually showed up and like, I, I was impressed. I was impressed to say the very least. Listen, I'm uh, looking forward to seeing Zach on the center this week. Uh, I I made my opinion to Joe Flacco known this entire season. Everybody wants to sit there and say, "Oh, he throw 300 yards, yeah, and still lose." Who gives a shit? Like, yeah. I don't care. I I hate watching Joe Flacco. I really do. It's not exciting football. He looks the at the same receiver the whole way, and then oh shit, I'm getting sacked. You, you know it's you know it's crazy to me is you talk about you know like uh, he threw for 400 yards. Who gives a shit? You lost. Um, I saw a stat, and and I think uh, it said uh, through through week three, the defensive lineman in the uh, actually I think that in week three the defensive lineman with the most pressures was Carl Lawson. I said, yeah, how many sacks did he have? Because as far as I'm concerned, pressures is called warning track power. It don't fucking matter. Yeah. Right. Because pressure is, is subjective, right? If you apply pressure, but the quarterback still completes a pass for a touchdown, who gives a shit? Right. None. Now, if you get a sack, no, that's a loss of down. That's a loss of yards. That's good. But pressure, who gives a shit? If the if the guy, if you apply pressure and the guy rolls out and runs 15 yards, who gives a shit about the pressure? Yep. Oh, oh you, well, you, you applied pressure. Yeah. So what? It was a positive yardage for the offense. Yet that pressure means nothing. It's very. And it doesn't. If we're gonna keep saying pressure, I might as well play the baseline. The uh, (laughs) the stat doesn't say applied pressure for uh, a negative for the offense. It just says applied pressure. Oh, he got pressure. Great. Like 
it means absolutely nothing, you know? Um, Falcons beat the Seahawks. It's kind of like, for me, I, I, and I shouldn't talk because I'm a Jets fan, but that's kind of like toilet bowl, isn't it? <laughs> as, far as, as far as quarterbacks are concerned. A little bit. That's like the pigeons. Like, of all the animals that are birds in the NFL, that's like the pigeon bowl. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think uh, pigeons deserve a little bit more respect. Maybe the sparrow of the uh... – you gotta respect the pigeon a little more than a sparrow. Right. Pigeons can carry notes. Sparrows don't do shit. Hell yeah. People raise pigeons for money. Big money. Although I gotta say, like 10 or 12 years ago, that game would have been really exciting with uh Marcus Mariota versus uh Geno Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what could have uh, been the Packers beat the Bucks in a low scoring event. And uh the Broncos beat Apparently the, the Jumbotron guy in uh, Tampa is getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Broncos beat the Niners in a, in a very low scoring. We had 10-11. Yeah, I was and, surprised uh, at that one. And 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 we we see Trey Lance is out for the season, right? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I guess they're glad they didn't get rid of Jimmy G. Listen, they're looking really smart right now, paying, you know, him starter money to be a backup. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we said it. I, I think somebody on their team came out and said, like, it's a shot in the arm for the offense. It's a shot in the arm for a team. Hey, honestly, that doesn't bode well for Trey Lance when you're talking about, uh, you know, the backup coming in and it's like, oh, we feel great about this, better than when we had. Like, it doesn't look good. No, it, it doesn't. It is. It's about as shitty a situation as Nick Foles getting you a Super Bowl. And then dishing them off for Carson Wentz. And, hey, how'd that work out? You know what, though? To be fair, though, Carson Wentz did get him to the playoffs. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you, too, could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner no that's fine i'm not saying nick Foles didn't do his part he absolutely did he played phenomenally in that playoff series but carson Wentz carried them the whole year i I still thought nick Foles was a better quarterback i would have stayed with nick Foles and carson Wentz, and they moved on from carson Wentz. what two years later yeah something like that um it, it it just it becomes tough because it's a simple thing like moving on from zach wilson because freaking mike white had that one good game no i understand but it's almost the the 49ers are in a situation where they're going they're going to have to let Jimmy G go. He's done for this year with the 49ers. He's probably going to sign somewhere and start. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't he? he? He's better than most of the league, uh, you know, at quarterback. But it's it's one of those situations where they the 49ers can't do anything but put all their eggs in the trailer, you know, Lance basket. 
because it, it would be insane for them to move on from their you know first round draft pick. Uh, not only first round draft pick, but trading up to get him yeah. for him to kind of be a failure. Um, one game we didn't talk about was the Bears beat the Houston Texans. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Like, I, I shouldn't talk at all because, again, we're the Jets. But damned if Justin Fields does not look good, man. I mean, 8 for 17, 106 yards, two interceptions. I mean, I heard all last year it was the coaching staff. It's the coaching staff. It's the coaching staff. Can somebody explain to me what's going on with them now? It's a new coaching staff. Like, right? Am, am I crazy? I, I could have sworn. No, I, I, I think it's more the Justin Fields hype up and I, I guess a little Dakotish where it's all about Justin Fields and you're hearing how amazing he is and how he's the future and how this, that, the other thing. And I haven't seen it. Have you? I have not. I have not. Yeah, it's, it's not so impressed. It's Matt Eberflus is their uh, is their head coach, and so it is a new coaching staff. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is this the, is this the Ohio State curse where they can't s- send out a good quarterback? I don't know. I don't believe really believe in curses except for the curse of Joe Namath. But um, yeah, it just Justin Fields is is it's it's twenty twenty two people one hundred and six yards for a full game of football. That's Tim Tebow esque eight for seventeen. <laughs> You know, I, not, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to crap on. I'm not sitting here saying that Justin Fields is is Tim Tebow. I'm just saying is I seen a game where Tim Tebow threw four. It was like what four for eight. I mean, eight for seventeen is not much better. No, seventeen passes for a full game of football. That that's wild in 2022. In, in the league we have now, you're not going to be very successful. I mean. uh you know, luckily for the Bears, Khalil Herbert ran for 157 yards on 20 carries. He's averaging 7.5 yards per carry. That's great. That's phenomenal. Put him in the Hall of Fame today. Like, that's great. But but, but damned if friggin' Justin Fields, eight, that hurts. Eight for 17, two interceptions. Yeah. You, 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 when we talk about who the worst quarterback of this draft class was, you know, none of them look good right now. I got to be honest. None of them look good. I mean, Matt, Matt, Matt Jones looked good last year, but we'll, we'll see what this year brings. Justin Fields looks awful for two years straight. Davis Mills might be the best quarterback out of that draft. Wow. We'll see what we'll see what Zach Wilson does on Sunday. I'm hyped. Yeah, we'll see. I'm 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 glad uh, TJ Watts out of the game. I mean, I, you don't want to wish injury, but I'm gl- I'm glad for the safety of. Zach <laughs> Jets has injuries on the offensive line. Yeah. Max Mitchell's been a very nice surprise coming. Uh, what he's right now, he's actually the highest graded tackle drafted this year, and he was drafted in the fourth round. Oh, well, I don't even know that. Doc says Justin Fields looks like a complete bust. That is true, Doc. I agree with you. Um, but Max Mitchell's actually graded the highest tackle coming out of this year's draft and was drafted in the fourth round. So Iki Aquanu not looking too good. Uh, neither is Evan Neal. Um, I'm not saying they're not going to be good. I'm just saying is to this point, their grades have not been as high as Max Mitchell with com- with comparable opportunities as TJ sucks down that cherry. Oh, yeah. Looks sorrow, baby. Only but, the best. Uh, anything more you want to talk about the NFL? Looking forward to this week, week four in the NFL, and you'll get some picks from the guys uh, this weekend. 
Yes, you will. I'm still floating above 500 after this shitty week. But uh, so. Jets versus Steelers, we'll see how that pans out. No, it's going to be a good game. Giants, Giants draw the Bears. I think the Giants win that one. With the way Fields has been playing, um, I, and you know, I, I can't, I can't imagine the Giants lose that one. It's just, it just doesn't look like something that's going to happen. The real question is, are you going to wake up at nine thirty in the morning to watch that uh, Vikings game? I might. I like the nine thirty game. I like drinking coffee and watching the game a little bit. If I'm up, you know, I'm not going to get up to watch it unless it's my team. <sighs> Yeah, it burns me out with football a little bit. It's 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 you know why, unnecessary. You know why I like that? You want to know why I like that game? Real simple. If the Jets lose, I can't watch football for the rest of the day. So if the Jets play <laughs> later in the day, then I got more football to watch because I sit there and I'm like the Jets look like absolute dog shit, and then I watch other teams look competent, and I go, why can't we do that? So I, unfair. I'm going to be the worst parent in the world. I really am. I'm going to be sitting there comparing my kid to other people's kids. My kids yeah, I'm actually left-handed, and I'm going to be like, why can't you be like the other kids? So I'm looking forward to the Bills-Ravens game. I mean, a great quarterback matchup, and you want to see how the Bills respond after losing to Miami. So, it, I mean, this is a real test for them. Not for nothing. It's a, you know, it's not, it's definitely not a automatic right down the W on, on, the, uh, on the season roster of games coming up. This is going to be a real test for them. And coming off a loss, I think uh, I think the pressure's on. I think they I think they thought they would be rolling into this week, you know, undefeated. And I think Miami served them up a hot dish of pain and suffering. So I'm actually really looking forward to that game. Nice slice of humble pie. All right. Well, that's that ends the NFL for us. Let's talk a little MLB. But before we do that, I think. We can get a little uh, little advertising in there. And here's the break for those advertisements. And we're back. Yeah, I know. That was the quickest ad ever, but we're back. Um, MLB this week, obviously postseason race. But more importantly than a postseason race, Aaron Judge cracks his 61st home run the day after the Yankees clinched the AL East and guaranteed themselves a second spot in the uh the playoff race, which consists of 35,000 wild cards and <laughs> a good chunk of the MLB making the playoffs, except for the Boston Red Sox and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, who uh, they share something in common. Um, the uh, the Boston Red Sox obviously had uh, a lot of people pick them to win the World Series this year, and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim have the Two best players in the world and yet can't make the playoffs. So, you know, <laughs> broken expectations for most for both teams for the year. Uh Docs, yeah. one last comment about football for the four games you mentioned, Bills, Vikings, and both New York teams all win. Wow. This week. Thank you, Doc. From your lips to or from your keyboard to God's ears. <laughs> I hope I'm screaming, Doc was right. <laughs> at about four o'clock on Sunday. But yes, uh, no, yeah, I, I think the my biggest takeaway is how ecstatic I am that those two Blue Jays fans did not catch that ball. It ended up in the bullpen and uh, ended up in the Yankees' uh, possession. That that made me so happy. It's like, no, you don't deserve it. 
<laughs> did you um by any chance did you happen to catch out what happened with that? Uh what do you mean? So the uh the Blue Jays actually they the coach I think their coach got the ball. Yeah, and, and ran it over to the Yankees bullpen. No, he waited for uh Zach Britton came over to get the ball. He wouldn't give it to anybody but a Yankee he knew. Oh, really? Yeah, because security came over like, hey, can we get that ball? And he was like, no. Send a Yankee over to get it. Smart. Because he didn't know. Like, there could be some fan that stole a security outfit, and you don't know where he's going. Not even that. Not even that, dude. Let's put it this way. If you're working working stadium security and you're holding on to a piece of memorabilia that's worth probably at least on the low end a million bucks, I'd lose my job over that. No problem. Fire me. I'm jumping in my car and driving away as fast as I can. Yep. But uh, it's going to be like OJ on the freeway, not stopping in the Bronco. <laughs> Headed for America? Yeah, dude. 100%. 100%. Oh, my God. I just realized that we're Mexico to Canada. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we don't have, you know, tacos and tequila. and I mean, we do, but it's not authentic. <laughs> Matt says that ball would have been worth two to three mil. Thank you, Matt, from the Wrestling Addicts podcast. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, dude. I, <laughs> I, I'd be like shooter McGavin with that ball instead of throwing, trying to throw the gold jacket over my shoulders and run away from the the, the <laughs> stampeding pile of angry people. One hundred percent. Am I making a beeline for? The, the, <laughs> dude, I mean, the, you're. It, what, what I mean, is there any legal ramifications? Do you have to give up the ball? Possession is nine tenths of the law, right? Possession. I got the ball. Somebody gave me the ball. You are correct. Possession is nine-tenths of the law, except for the fact that that nine-tenths says that you're in possession of stolen property. And, but and why would it be stolen property if I say the coach gave it to me? He might, have, it- he might have thought the guys was that I was giving it to the Yankees, but I never explicitly told him that's, that's what I was doing. I Great question. But this is, this is TJ. Uh, Grabbing the, grabbing the ball and running away uh, from security at uh, uh. Rogers Center. <laughs> Hopping into his car with the ball. <laughs> There's every Yankee fan that was in, in uh, Toronto trying to get that ball back for, uh, for Aaron Judge. And that's Aaron Judge himself right there. All seven feet tall. <laughs> uh, it would be worth the beating. How do you find your walk-ons here at Penn State? Oh, uh, you had to throw Eli. Yeah, no, no, with Eli. But uh, but yeah, you know, it was great. Uh, poor Roger Maris Jr. had to uh to chase around Aaron Judge for a week. I guess there's worse things that could have happened. Yeah. Matt says the the poor Jays fan that missed the ball should have jumped in the Jays pen. Matt, I don't know if you know this, but uh, years ago, jo- uh, Josh, uh, what was his name? Josh Hamilton threw Hamilton. a ball to a fan, and Killed he leaned him. over to catch it and died. And he only fell like five feet. So yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, but in, in Toronto, the the bullpen is it's a ways down. It's like fifteen feet. No, no, he it was it was a lot higher than five feet. I think he fell like twelve, thirteen feet. Did he? I, could, I thought yeah. it was like 10 feet. But he, he, yeah, he took a tumble. I don't think it was as, as high as that fall that would have been from 
the seats into that bullpen. Oh, figure you fall over the rail. You're probably looking at at least 20 feet down. Yeah, that, yeah. Listen, uh, you, you could step off the curb and crack your head and die. That's uh, any higher than your height and you have a head, neck and back injury and you you could die. Yeah. Isn't that and, and the worst part is if you fell and didn't get the ball, you just have a back injury. Because you're not getting that ball at that point. No chance. From the stadium for falling into the bullpen. <laughs> if you land on somebody. Oh, Choice. man, he hurt the bullpen catcher. Oof. Best Where job are you going to know one of those? Best job in sports. Hey, you, peanut boy, we need a bullpen catcher. I'm in. But uh, Roger Maris Jr. came out after the fact and said uh, that he thinks that that his father and, and Aaron Judge have the record for home runs. The other ones are tainted. Um, I mean, I, Barry Bonds has the record. That's it. I mean, we don't know how many people Barry Bonds hit home runs off of that were on steroids. We don't know. You know, people sit there and be like, well, this guy did it and he did it clean. Are you sure? Do you know that? For yeah. So the truth of the matter is we don't. The problem is once you go down this rabbit hole of what's legit and what's not, I mean, they went down this rabbit hole in, in, in when Roger Maris hit 61, right? I mean, they said, you know, there, there's what was there, nine Four. extra games, 10 extra games it was? Eight. Yeah. Um, and again, it, it, what if I sat there and said, I want to count every ball that was a one hopper off of the center field wall at Yankee Stadium with Mickey Mantle having a, you know, essentially the monuments were in the middle of the field. I, I mean, you they shortened the center field by like 30, 40 feet. How Actually, many balls? Uh, Prior to, I can't remember what year it was. I want to say it was 1920 uh, or 21. Any ball that bounced into the seats was a home run. They didn't have ground rule doubles back. Oh, okay. So what I find to be kind of weird is that Babe Ruth hit 714 home runs, right? Never once mm-hmm. he bounced one into the seats. Never. Really? Never. That's Never. I, I, that's not impressive. That's a fucking lie. I don't care what anybody says. It's impossible. It's impossible that no <laughs> ball ever bounced into i've hit a fucking ground rule double it's just not possible you you can't do that it's it, you can't play like 12 years major league baseball and never get a ground rule double but it's semantics it counted as a home run then it counts as a home run now like yeah shit you know so, yeah so i you, you could it's hard to have this argument because i am a firm believer that these steroid guys should be in the hall of fame i well, think well, that one of them already is yeah, well, that, right. That opened up the floodgate, and it's it's amazing that people, you know, like Bonds are not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, get the hell out of here. I dude. give Bonds a one-day contract, let him go up there for yeah. an half or let him go stand in the outfield for a half inning, and then and then he restarts his eligibility, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not? He has to wait five years, though, right, after that contract ends. Hey, but he's eligible again. Yep. Yeah. No, dude, I, I agree. I, I was always a firm believer, especially when the establishment is allowing it to happen. Bud Seelig's allowed to be in the Hall of Fame, and he let it go on underneath his nose. And I, if you're going to sit there and say he didn't know about it, you're full of shit. You are I absolutely full of shit. It's very ironic that he was an owner. He owned the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. And somehow, someway, everybody was doing steroids except for them. Yeah. I, I, I find that to be completely, totally... Just unbelievable. Like, like Babe no, Ruth never pure, hit a ground rule double. That's, like that's Babe, genuine. It's like Babe Ruth never hitting a ground rule double in his career. So easy to believe. 
Listen, all I know is uh, Roy Hobbs hit the lights and they all exploded. <laughs> That's real. That Roy Hobbs was amazing. Actual. It, was, it was all Wonder Boy. Uh, <laughs> Yankees Actually, that home run was without that. Wonder Boy. Say that, again? that home run was without Wonder Boy. He broke Wonder Boy before that. He was Wonder Boy the whole time. Didn't know it. Uh, but uh, the Yankees clinched the AL East, guaranteeing the second seed in the American League. How do you uh, feel about that champagne celebration? Because I don't like it at all. I think it's touching the money. I think it's so. I think it's one of those things where I think that everybody should have like a firm handshake and been like, "We're not fucking done. What are you celebrating?" I feel like that champagne championships for teams that don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I, mm, no, I'm sorry. Who gives a shit about celebrating that? You win a World Series, then you celebrate. That's that's what I'm saying. It's for teams that don't make the playoffs. Yeah, you know, like yeah. The, the Mets can do that champagne celebration they only make the playoffs twice in a decade so they, they, they can do that shit. don't happen very often when you make the playoffs 28 years in a row it's like all right guys enough is enough yeah doc says the savoy special with regard to- <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so uh I, i'm not into it i thought that cole looked like he was drunk the next day cole <laughs> looks like me right now like if i was sweating profusely and i look like shit cole looked like dog shit yesterday my dad even said is this guy drunk Dude, it's uh, the champagne got in his skin. He absorbed it. He's sweating profusely. His eyes are bloodshot. I'm like, this guy's drunk. Not that that hasn't helped people. people. I mean, uh, David Wells was throwing a no uh, perfect game with a a severe hangover. So, you know, and and he just wanted to get out of there quick. (laughs) You you know what? Cole was perfect for the first like six innings until he got touched up a little bit. Yeah, you know, I mean, found a habit when he gave up three runs, and everybody hates him because he gave up three runs. Uh, Matt says, "Not everyone can be Boomer." And he, for those who don't know, because you're too young, Boomer is with regard to David Wells. His nickname is is Boomer, not to be confused with Chris Berman, whose nickname is also Boomer, or people born prior to 1968 uh, who are baby Boomers. Uh, right. For those of you who don't know. Um, Little history lesson, yeah. but yeah, um, the the, the I, I love the fact the Yankees got to celebrate in Vlad Guerrero's house. <laughs> Mighty bold of him to allow that to happen too, because he was very adamant about it on Monday. He was like, "This is my house, this is my house," and then he stepped aside so the Yankees could celebrate in his house twice, not even once, but twice. I think it was disrespectful to you, Champagne, and not Molson. <laughs> Yeah, they Even were Labatt sucking Budweiser's. Even Labatt Blue, I mean. They were sucking down Budweiser's. Uh, and what I thought was really great about that was, technically speaking, that's an imported beer. Yeah, it is. In Canada, Budweiser is an imported beer. I had an argument with a waitress one time because uh, Blue Moon was on the uh, import side. It was like, oh, you know, domestics are 450 and It's from Kenyatta. Who, Blue Moon? I'm pretty sure it's Canadian. No. Blue Moon's made in New York. It's owned by Coors Light, or it's owned by Coors, but I'm fairly certain Blue Moon originally came from Canada. I'll tell you right now. I'm 90% sure that Blue Moon's made in New York. Either that or they were just confused because it's a Belgian ale. But, uh, but uh, you know, I was thinking about yesterday with my dad. Peraza plays yesterday. Uh, Rizzo. It was launched in 95 and was originally brewed in Golden, Colorado. Was it? So I was wrong. Not New York. 
Golden Colorado, yeah. But yeah, they so that was under the imports. I'm like, why is Blue Moon 550? They're like, it's an import. I said, from the U.S.? It's imported from uh, Colorado. Yeah. But uh, anyway. I digress. (laughs) Uh, Peraza plays yesterday, has a good game yesterday. Mm -hmm. Cabrera plays, has a good game. He's been having a very very good uh, cup of of coffee, as, as the colloquialism is. Um, and all I could think with, I was sitting watching the game with my pop and I go, these rookies are fucking living the dream right now. They're there for the clinch. They're there to watch 61, probably 62. Like, could you think of like a better rookie season? If they win the world series and they're on that roster, could you think of a better rookie season? Mm, No. Right. I mean, You're, you're part of history. You're part, you're there. You're there, like, and and coincidentally, not even like by design. Like, it wasn't even like a situation where it was like, no, this guy's gonna be on the team every day. He's gonna be, you know, because they could still come back next year and win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, you know, and and let's say they do go to the World Series and they win it all, you know, knock on wood. Um, and those rookies happen to be on that postseason roster. How do you top that next year? Do it again, Rookie of the Year. I mean, <laughs> well, Judge probably won't be there to hit seventy, so. I gotta say, I gotta say, at this point they can't let him go. He got. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And honestly, if they do, and I've said this all year, and this pisses me off, and I'm gonna get adamant right now, if they do let Judge go, and as a Yankee fan, if you show up to that stadium and pay the fourteen dollar beers and the hundred twenty five bucks to sit in the friggin' mezzanine, you're an idiot, and you're 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 to blame. You are one hundred and ten percent to blame. You're allowing Hal Steinbrenner to just take advantage of the fans, make billions of dollars, and not put any money back into the team. And you want to sit there and say, oh, well, the, the Yankees' payroll is, you know, look where it is, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. You cannot, when other teams are playing some, paying somebody like Mike Trout, you know, at the, what was at the time the biggest contract ever spent, and you're the Yankees and you can't do it, especially for a guy like Judge, especially for the season he had this year, especially for what he's meant to the team over the last couple of years, and you're going to say we don't have the money to lock up a guy like this? And and, and I hate New York uh, sports media and WFA. Oh, we're probably talking in the $400 million. I don't care if we're talking a billion dollars. It's not my money, number one. So any Yankee fan that's like, we can't afford it. There's no we, asshole. Not our money. You're not a shareholder. It's not your money. But if you're going to attend games after the Yankees play the fucking cheap card and let Judge walk, you are 110% culpable, and it's your fault. I will not go to another Yankee game until Hal is gone. It's not happening. If he lets Judge walk, it's not happening. And they could have put in a very good situation by having a, a, a good, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, right before the trade deadline. They would have picked up Soto. They might have had a leg to stand on. A, a way of saying, hey, this was a stopgap to... You know, we try to make uh, an offer to judge, and he wanted too much, and it was, you know, a little crazy. But hey, we got no. You didn't do that. So if you're going to allow judge to walk, and you're not going to pay him, and you have the ability to pay him, it's on you. Doc, Doc, I, 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 it should be ninety nine point nine percent that judge is a Yankee next season, not just sixty forty, because it, it's just you can't, you cannot allow a generational talent to walk under the guise of we don't have the money to pay him because you're the Yankees. If anybody has the money to pay him, you guys have the money to pay him. That's a fact. Um, sorry, T. I hate to break this to you, but 
unfortunately, Blue Moon is brewed in Quebec, in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, at the Molson factory. Dude, I just read it was launched in 95 out of it's it's no longer made there it's 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 brewed at because molson and cores are the same company now so they they now when did that happen they moved the op uh i don't know like 10 years ago all right this happened 11 years ago kiss my ass (laughs) (laughs) um but uh but yeah i i think um how sad is that by the way that 11 years ago i was actually still over 21 fuck so was we're old Oh, fuck. No, you want to know it's fucking... We didn't talk about this, but I watched uh, uh, One Jet Drive last week, Mm -hmm. all right? And if by any weird stretch of the world, uh, he sees this. um, The name escapes me right now. I I was so upset when I saw it happen. Uh, uh, It it was just uh, unbelievable to me. Um, Yeah. it's a Jets defensive end they got from the Texans. I just the name is escaping me right now. Um, but anyhow, uh, he Jacob Martin. That's who it is. Uh, so Jacob Martin's talking about how he listens to music, and I just said uh like eight thousand times in dead air. But he's talking about how he listens to different music. He loves Jimi Hendrix, and then he goes, "My dad used to listen to this, so I listen to this when I'm cooking." And he holds up "Enter the Woo" thirty six chambers. Fuck you, Jacob Martin. All right, <laughs> fuck you. My dad used to listen to this. Fuck you, dude. Uh, like, <sighs> unnecessary. Completely. <laughs> like, who needed that? Did like really? Shots fired. You're eating breakfast and you, you chose violence. Like uh, I saw it fairly more early in the morning too when it dropped. I saw it at like maybe like 10 a.m. I was I was not ready for violence at 10 a.m. But I'll be damned if I wasn't like man. I need to take a few swings at this punching bag in my office right now. Enter the. I never, my dad listens to this, so you know, fuck you, dude. Like it's the Rolling yeah. Stones and shit. Fuck, your dad's you, cool. Man. Suck it. Oh my god, dude. I, you know what? I I never thought I'd be the guy to be like, oh, today's music sucks, but today's music fucking sucks. Oh, it absolutely does. Auto tune is not music. It's not. Anybody no, no, so can sound I great. It's. I it's, don't have a problem with auto tune if it's done by the right person. I'll give you an example. If I listen to the Lonely Island and I'm singing, I'm hearing, I'm on a boat. And oh yeah. Well. Using auto tune, I'm all for it. Just like when we go see Coach Mike and we're on a boat and we're using auto tune, telling Rook about how he's not on the boat with us. Uh, that yeah. being said, thoughts and prayers to everybody down in Florida. Every in Florida, yeah. Fort, Fort Myers got hit hard. Fort Myers got walloped. We're, we're our, our thoughts and prayers with Coach Mike. Um, and yeah, I reached out to him on Twitter. I, I just wanted to check in and see how he was doing. I didn't get a response, so I hope everything's good on his homestead yeah, because uh, his, he uh, got annihilated in Fort Myers. Yeah, his social media uh, director, uh, Denise, I hope she's doing well as well. Um, she was a sweetheart when we met her, what, two weeks ago? Uh, so hopefully, you know, they're doing all right down there in, in Florida, Coach Mike and Denise and everybody else out there in uh, in Florida with the hurricane and all. Um, yeah. Not to, not to get into the negatives. I know how that bums you out to you i don't want to i don't want to uh no not at all i survived i uh harsher mellow dude it's rough man and uh, i mean we were affected by sandy pretty bad um so i as somebody that has to relocate multiple times and have you know their house they live in worked on and literally lose all their shit and have to show up to work the next day because oh it's a state of emergency and you have to come in it's like yeah i don't fucking have clothes like we show up naked. 
But it, it, dealing with that shit, I, I say it all the time. I don't know how people live near the water. I mean, I know we live technically near the water on an island, but uh, it, it's rough, dude. And Florida gets hammered, it seems like, every other year. And it's just the devastation is insane. I, I wouldn't be able to live like that. I mean, we got that one freak storm with Sandy. And, and we got, you know, that's something that I, I went through once. And I don't think I'll ever do it again. I hope I never have to do it again. And you know what? My heart goes out to anybody with that shit because it's just talk about everything you own and everything you work towards to, to build with you, a, a life for you or your family. And it's just gone in an instant. It's mother nature and there's nothing you can do about it. And then going through the insurance, which is the most evil thing in the world is insurance companies. You know, you pay all this money. They're supposed to be there for you in the tough times. And then they go, oh, yeah, well, this is the value of it. It's like, wait a second. That's not the value of it. And you have to go through that argument with uncaring people that are trying to save cents and dollars. So it is what my my heart goes out to everybody dealing with the hurricane. Um, And, you know, just prayers and hopefully everybody's doing okay and safe. And, you know, if the worst thing that happens is people lose their possessions, that's still not too bad. So, yeah, uh, same for everybody in Puerto Rico. They got hit by the hurricane as well. Yeah, it's hurricane season. It's it's it's, it's at this point, it's bound to happen. It's like tornadoes in Kansas. Yeah, it's, it's just something that you know everybody kind of just assumes. Uh, as RJ Calabro says, uh, fifteen fourteen Dolphins right now is the start of the fourth quarter. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, back to baseball. Um, Yankees clinch uh, right now in the AL East. We're still looking at uh, a, a tight, or not an AL East, but a tight wild card right now. Um, right now, your wild cards look like Toronto, Seattle, and Tampa Bay, um, mm-hmm. with Baltimore five games out. But all three of those teams, Toronto clinched already, but Seattle and Tampa Bay have not. They have the same, uh, they have the same winning percentage, but not the same record. Um, so they are equal, but not so equal. Uh, honestly, Tampa Bay hasn't really impressed me this year much. I think they're going back into one of their lulls where they just don't matter for a few years. I'm waiting for the Astros to go back into that kind of lull. That'd be nice. That's what they deserve. It'll it'll happen. Oh, what it is. It, it'll happen. It's 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 a circle. <laughs> you know, uh, Cleveland limping into the playoffs. Uh, the White Sox, who uh, many picked them to be. The tops, you know, of, of their division yep. were eliminated. Eleven games out of first place. I picked Minnesota to win the Central, and they're out twelve games. So I picked the Yankees, uh, Minnesota, and Seattle to win. I obviously was feeling very nostalgic about the '90s when I made my picks. Actually, to be honest with you, I completely forgot that Houston even played in the West because it's not fucking West at all. Like, no, it's not. It's totally Central, but whatever. It is what it is. Uh, and then in the NL. Tight race in the NL East. The Atlanta Braves are one game out of first place. They lost yesterday while the Mets accidentally won. Uh, Seattle has clinched, which is great because we get to see Yachty and Wainwright and, and Albert in the playoffs one more again. And, of course, the Los Angeles Dodgers, 107 wins, the winningest team in baseball right now. They have clinched their position in the playoffs. And the wild card for the NL Right now, looks like Atlanta, San Diego, which is Spanish for Saint Diego. <laughs> you, thought uh, I was say, you thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? I thought you were going to say the correct pronunciation or uh, translation, I should say. And then uh, you've got Milwaukee in there. 
oddly enough, Milwaukee is in. I want to say that's based either on strength of schedule or head-to-head matchup. Philadelphia is currently out, though they have the exact same record as Milwaukee. Uh, beyond that, San Fran is six games out of a wild card. So right now it seems like it's going to be either uh, Philly or Milwaukee that makes that final wild card play uh and and it's tight it's a really tight one right now and then of course in the nl east the it can flip back and forth between the mets and the and the braves in the next couple of days actually they they have a huge matchup this weekend it's mets versus braves so i could essentially say whoever takes two out of three right there probably wins the division and yeah. if one sweeps it's over it's 100 it's, oh it's yeah yeah to be over so uh that'll be an interesting set of games this weekend um some of the conversation you know that I saw this week was obviously everybody's still arguing about the AL MVP, and it's uh, I, can't even be argued anymore. I, I said to somebody, I said, "How many camera crews are following Otani around the, this week?" I was like, "Yeah, I think we figured out who the AL MVP is." Seriously, uh, what is? It, has Otani done anything where you could say he's having a historic year? He has, but it's only because nobody else ever did it before, not because it's significantly amazing. That's what I mean. I, I think there's a few it, people in the minors right now that they're they're grooming to be two way players. That's stupid. I, I mean, it's multiple. It's, it's not necessarily stupid. It's just the way the game's going to go, and that's fine. It can go that way. But to sit there and try to put like a a number toward how great Otani is. I mean, it would be like saying that the first guy that threw a curveball was the greatest pitcher in the history of mankind. Is he or is he just the first guy that did it or that tried to do it? You know right. what I mean? So, I mean, who, what was the greatest curveball of all time? You know, some people would say Sandy Koufax. Some would say Barry Zito. And some would say the first guy that threw one because nobody ever seen it before. And I was like, holy shit, he's coming right for us. <laughs> So I mean, it's a tough call. I mean, Otani's definitely uh, when he's when he's on the top of his game playing. Uh, he's definitely uh, an outstanding player. I honestly, I, I kind of broke down the numbers a little further than what it looks like because we, when you look at Shohei Otani, you have to take into consideration the effect that he has on the rest of his team. Um, and one of the things that I pointed out was he he effectively. Sh- forced the angels to pitch in his six-man rotation so that whole concept of he saves them a pitcher or he saves them an extra player is actually not true they have to carry an extra starter because he's on the team and that starter right now has a seven era it's like his his era is like 6.4 and a half or 6.5 and a half or something like that that's not good so whatever positive you're getting out of Shohei Otani pitching, you're losing on the back end. And furthermore, if you really want to break it down, a guy in a five-man rotation actually throws 33 and a third games, right? So it's probably going to be 34 games because that's why he pitches number one is so that he can get that extra game at the end of the year, right? Right. Um, Otani only pitches in 27. So immediately you're not fielding your best team every five days. You're, you're no. flat out not. It's every six games now. So you're opening yourself up to 27 extra losses a year because your sixth starter has a seven ERA. Right. And then and then to go a little bit further into it, not only is he robbing himself of six extra starts, he's robbing the number two pitcher from of six extra starts as well. Uh, and the three probably of five and the four of five, the five of four and the, the or the excuse me, the six of the five of four, the six of four. So, like, I don't want the six guy pitching, but he does. He gets 27 starts. Um, it, it does have a little bit of a tumble effect on, on everybody else on the team. 
And I, I do want people to bear in mind this very important thing. If you are his teammate, right, you do not want to be in a six-man rotation. Because right now, I think there's only two teams that run a six-man rotation, the Astros and the Angels. The Astros obviously are doing well with it. Then again, they, they play most of their games against the crappy teams in their own division. Um, but if you're a pitcher and you pitch in a six-man rotation, right, and now you're a free agent, you, you have to take a discount, don't you? Because I don't know if you can pitch 33 games a year. Makes it a little harder to be a 20 game winner. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're, if you're a pitcher and you you're coming from the angels organization and now you hit the open market and every other team is going to be like, well, dude, you pitched in a six man rotation. We need you to pitch in a five. Can you even do it? Right. I, and I, I think that's a fair question. And you know, teams are going to do it just to drive down the price. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're his teammate, you're kind of like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to play with this guy. Cause he's, he's hurting my value. And and ultimately he is kind of a little. I mean, if you really want to look at the numbers, he is. He, he you don't have as much exposure because you're only pitching 27 games instead of 33. Yeah. You know, and that that those six games make a difference. Yeah. Um. Th- th- those six games are between your ERA being three and being 2.7, which is a difference. That's a huge difference, especially um, at the bargaining table. Yeah. Uh. And then and then you look at somebody like, you know, Mike Trout, who's had a very tough time staying healthy these last few years because he played so hard his first uh you know decade in the league or whatever it was. Um he doesn't get time at DH because Otani's always playing the DH role. So right. you know are you really gaining that extra player? Everybody always goes, oh but you can carry an extra player now. Are you? Is that player any good? Yeah. I mean you, you have your seventh your sixth starter who's who's got a seven ERA. You just lost that one extra guy. It's it's wasted now. You know, again, I'm not saying he's not a good. I'm just saying is you have to look at the overall effect that he has in the entire team, not just his stats. His stats are great, but, you know, with his stats, you still finished 30 something games out of first place and 16 games out of all, an expanded wild card. Yeah. Pretty so. Bad. So, like, how good is it, honestly? I don't think he could come to the Yankees and we could convince Garrett Cole, you're only going to pitch every six days now. Right. You know, like, so I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know where he's going to go where they're like, yeah, we're totally going to revamp our entire team and you're just going to do what you're going to do and we're going to build everything around you and hope that it works out. Because there's only very, there's very few teams that can actually do that. You know, most teams that are competitors are already built to be successful now. Why would you throw a monkey wrench into the works to try to mess all that up? Excuse me. Yeah, no, I agree. And it doesn't help that Mike Travis ghosting kids for autographs. That, that <laughs> honestly, dude, that is the start of somebody's friggin' villain story. That's how TJ became to be the angry, disgruntled man that he is now is because a major league baseball player, he asked him for an autograph and told him to fuck off. Paul O'Neill, I'm looking at you. Mike Trout just created <laughs> two kids. Those kids are going to grow up to be like the evil version of the Wonder Twins. Yeah, that that was a bad look. That was a really bad look. Okay. I mean, how how hard is it to take two seconds out of your life and, and somebody make goes, a kid's day? I saw some jackass on Twitter say something. And he's a former 
professional baseball player at some level. And he, he said something like the hotel is like your house. It wouldn't be appropriate for them to sit outside their house and ask for an autograph. It's not appropriate to sit outside the hotel. I got news for you. Mike Trout made $37 million to work seven months this year. Uh, somebody else I saw, somebody said like, oh, they're really tired when they get back to the hotel. I woke up yesterday at 6 a.m. I took my combat fitness test at seven. It was over by 10. I got back to work by 11 to go and and then worked a full day until four and then drove three hours back home. I don't want to hear about, and I, and I do it for like 70 K. I don't want to hear about how fucking Mike Trout making $37 million a year is tired working seven months out of the year when he's injured for two and a half of them. I, uh, it's funny. So my father used to work at the Hyatt in, uh, Red Extra Grand Central Station in Manhattan. And, you know, he had happened to know that that's where most of the out of town teams stay when they come to New York City to play the Yankees and the Mets, and we happened to be at the uh, the Yankees playing the A's, and we ran back to uh, the Hyatt, and, you know, little eight-year-old me standing there with a baseball and a pen and very meek and timid, and as the bus pulled in, uh, the players all, you know, piled into the lobby, and I'm just standing there. My father hits me on, like, just go, go ask for autographs. Go, go say hi, go ask for autographs. And it's funny, like, as I'm just standing there, like, oh, no, no, like being, you know, a nervous little bitch. <laughs> a whole bunch of players like hey what's up buddy you need some autographs and like walked over to me like they made the effort to walk to me it, it's like it, it takes two seconds to to make somebody's day especially when you have the star power of mike trout and somebody went out of their way to go see you at your hotel you know just to show their you know adoration for you and, and how much you mean to them it's dude it's up to not you don't have to sit there and fucking listen to their life story to say like hey what's up guys I, I got to run, but yeah, give me a pen. Sign it real quick. Thanks for coming out. You know, thanks for being fans. Anything. You know, the, you know, the killer for me was Mike Trout said, next time, guys. What the fuck is next time? What the fuck? When was the last time you got near Paul O'Neill, T? Never. So so if he was like, next time, next, you're 35, next time never happened. <laughs> you know, like to me. Just go wait like, outside his house. It's like, dude, it's been 20 years. <laughs> next time. You know, like, again, like, I was watching the Mets game the other day, and Francisco Lindor was having a catch with a kid behind the, the, the dugout. And I was just like, yo, you just made that kid's life. Yeah, dude. I, we happened to score tickets to um, City Field to watch the Mets play. And, you know, we, we we won the tickets, so we were down in, you know, the luxury seats right behind home plate. I think we were like four rows from the field. And uh, it was when Curtis Granderson, the first year he went to the Mets, and every time he walked out to the, the, you know, the batting circle, you know, to take some swings and stuff like that, the on-deck circle, rather, he'd walk up to the fence, you know, like the mesh. And any kids that were sitting there was like, he was like, hey, what's up? What's up, guys? What's up? And gave everybody a pound before he took his swings for an at-bat. He's in the middle of a game. He's playing for a contract. He's playing for his career. He's got to put in numbers. He's got to get a hit. He's, he's at his job. He's at his desk as crunching numbers, okay, and has the time to go over and make a little kid's day every time he went out there to bat. You can't tell me after a game at the hotel you can't take two seconds for a fan, especially little kids. I understand the, the, the weirdo adult fans are like, oh, my God, Mr. Trout, I love you so much. Come here, look at my shirt with your face and my face, and we're going to get married one day. Like, yeah, you, you could totally run away from those fans. I get it. But like little kids, dude, like that's those little kids. They called him Mr. Trout. Yeah. 
And it's funny too, because like as beautiful as like athletes can be in sports, when it comes to like you see these players walk over, and especially if it happens to be a kid with something you know wrong, uh, some kind of handicap or something like that, and they walk over and they take their jersey off and give it to that kid, and just the look on their face and the tears in the parents' eyes of how special that is. And how that is to a kid that is a fan. And just to see that, like, that effect that you can have in somebody's life by a total stranger. And you can have that effect on somebody and their family around them. And you don't want to do just, you know, two seconds. It takes two seconds out of your day. I'm not saying you owe anybody that. You should want to do that. You know what I mean? You you should want to engage in people that like you're the, they're the reason that you have this livelihood. If they didn't give a shit and nobody gave a shit, bad boys at, at, at the supermarket would be making more money than you. You're playing a game. Yeah. It's a kid's game. Like you engage with the fans, especially the younger fans. Like they deserve it. And that's one thing. And people diss on wrestling all the time. You will never see a group of people more geared towards kids and making a kid's day and staying in character just to have that interaction and go out of your out of their way to have that interaction with those people. And they're getting the shit kicked out of them for a lot less money than Mike getting. You know what's you know what's crazy? You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's taking a lot to be a great human being. Some of those guys, like Shawn Michaels and Razor, and you know, they were on drugs in the nineties and they still took time to be like, Hey little kid, what's up? Yeah. They might have said it slurred. They might have been like <laughs> It was going on, man. Your mom's real hot, but you know what? They took the time to say it. Like, yeah, I'll never forget. I'll never forget Sean saving that kid that jumped over the railing. Yep. And Sean was like neck deep in drugs at the time, and he was still like wise enough to. Yeah, it wasn't a good couple years for Sean. But uh, Doc said he didn't hear that about Trout and the autographs. Cheesy move by him. I agree, Doc. Was it cheesy? Yeah, there's a video, Doc, if you want to check it out. I mean, he just breezes by these kids like they're not even there. Not, not He says, not today, kids. I guess the next time he sees them, he'll get them an autograph, which will be never. You know, ultimately, I think it came down to the fact that Mike Trout, the reason Mike Trout signed with the Angels long term is he didn't want to be bothered. at. I believe there's a quote of him saying, I like being going to the being able to go to the mall and nobody re- recognizes me. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying it's not like they walked up to him while he was eating dinner with his wife or right. his family or something like that. It's like, dude, you're coming from the ballpark. Like, you, you know what I mean? It's not they weren't being rude. They weren't in his face. It, right. It's just a shitty situation. Like, I mean, sure. Would I like to be bothered at dinner by fans? No. Would, it, would I accept it? Absolutely. Wouldn't bother me at all because, you know what? I. But again, I'm not in that realm and that world. And I've if someone ran up to me and asked me for my autographs. I, I was at a ball game and I threw out a first pitch one day and a little kid came up to me. I'm, I'm obviously in a uniform and he asked me for an autograph. And it was like the most touching moment ever, like ever. And I actually had to happen to have a ball that was signed by like the whole bullpen. And I was like, here, take this too. It's funny. Um, so but me then, being on back then we were friends with the bullpen. So, <laughs> but uh, me being on sanitation back when I was a sanitation worker, uh, for all the ticket tape day parades, you know, on sixth Avenue, um, 
I, I was just in front of the cops. We're in front of the barrier because we're cleaning up as, as, you know, all the paper rains down from the sky. It's the only day you're totally allowed to litter in New York City. Not that I think at this point you're not. I mean, you can shoot people in New York City and you'll be out that night. Uh, but that's another situation altogether. But um, we were, you know, obviously we're at work, so we're explicitly told, like, listen, don't be asking any of the players for autographs or anything like that. Understood. No big deal. We're we're professionals. We're there to do a job. They're there to celebrate, whatever. But I had fans uh, behind me, obviously, behind the barricades, behind the cops, and, like, little kids, like, like, hey, can you throw, throw my hat up there? Yeah, absolutely. Because you know what? That means the world to them. And it's like, dude, it, it, the autographs aren't for me. Little kid asked me to give his hat up. And, dude, almost like every time I would I'd pass something up and be like, and I'd point to, like, the little kids as the players know it's, like, not some weird adult trying to skis on them, some shit for eBay. You know what I mean? And a weird adult, but not, not for that. I am definitely a weird adult, 100%. That's neither here nor there. But, I mean, if I can help some fan, some little kid get an autograph, absolutely, I'm going to do my best. No problem whatsoever. <clears throat> but, I mean, overall, Mike Trout be better. That's all we ask, Mike. Be better. We know you don't want any people to recognize you, but they do, and little kids recognize you, and you're their hero, and be, be the hero. Just be the hero. That's what people need. They need the hero. You're, you're now the villain. Those kids are going to go up to be the evil Wonder Twins now. If maybe he was busy. Let's, let's say he was busy. Let's say he had something to do. He had a meeting. He had to go do something, right? How hard would it be to be like, kids, I can't sign anything right now, but, but give me a pound. Lies. You still made their day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Phil Phil Mickelson gave you a pound, made your day. Hell yeah, he did. Phil Mickelson razzed me, just acknowledged that I existed. Yeah. And I was like, awesome. Matter you fact, exist, he, and now I'm going to shit on you, sir. He was, he was like, Mike Trout was being recorded. He could have been like, hey, kids, I can't stop right now, but quick, let's take a picture. There's a camera right there. Right. He was being recorded. All he had to do was turn, hey, kids, turn around, look at the camera. Hey. And then, sir, give that to them. Goodbye. I got to go. Anything, dude. Yeah, he, he, Anything. he didn't even look at them. He didn't even look at them. You know what it reminded sad. me of? Absolutely you know sad. It, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Major League Two when when uh, Wild Thing goes to the the, the uh, orphanage or whatever it was, or the, the, the school for wayward kids, and he's like, what a dweeb. He didn't even have no friggin' cake. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, okay. You're in the, I don't you, know you're, I'm saying like that all the time. I'm just saying he got caught in a situation looking bad. Yeah, especially because from the outside looking in, there's no excuse not to acknowledge him just a little bit. Like I said. I can hear their little voices. Mr. Trout, can we have an autograph? Oh, God, my heart breaks. My heart breaks. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway. Hockey uh, back. Hockey, baby. Hockey is back. And uh, the Rangers got absolutely shellacked tonight by the Devils. Hate to see it. Five to two. Luckily, it's preseason, but the Rangers looked a little flat tonight. Uh, you got a, a shorty, a little shorthanded goal out of Kreider. A uh, beautiful pass from Fox, I believe. And then um, Laffy got a goal tonight. Good to see him out there. I mean, we were all a little bit scared uh, the last game, him taking that injury. And uh, I, I think uh, I definitely pooed a little. Didn't want to see that. <laughs> So it was good to see him back out there. At least he notched one. Um, the Rangers are going to have a uh, tough decisions to make. I mean, Sammy Blay back out there. Great to see him back out there skating. He had a lot of uh, fire in him tonight. Looked like he was, uh, wasn't was too rusty and happy to be out there and uh, getting involved and making some plays. And uh, 
definitely, definitely need him on the team. It hurt us last year not having him, especially the type of role player and type of he is. Um, and then Othman, man, I uh, he took a little step back tonight. He out of position for one of the goals. I, I think he, he was playing the pass and just let the dude skate around him. I think it was Sebastian. Just skated right around him and roofed the puck top corner. Um, 19 years old, definitely has some grown to do, but I'm a big proponent of the only way you learn how to play in the NHL is to play in the NHL. Being in the minors isn't going to do you any 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 good. It's not going to do you any favors. Maybe gives him a little time to put some more pounds on and stuff like that. That's great. But I think that the best experience you can get is actually playing. Uh, the Rangers have some issues with, with space this year and who's going to make the team and who's not. So I think uh, more likely than not, Othman's going to spend another year down low. And, um, you know, based maybe on, on an injury or something like that, which always seems to happen in hockey, it, it's unavoidable. Maybe move up during the year. But I would like to see him make this team. I, I mean, he was lighting it up down in the minors. So he I hope he makes it. Oh, I, I just pulled a, a Lafreniere Young Guns rookie out of a pack, me and my son. And, uh, you know, just trying to, trying to keep uh, – the tradition alive. I was into the sports cards as a kid, and now I'm just trying to get my son into it. And uh, it's funny though, because especially you know certain packs, and I, that's exactly who I was looking for. I was looking for some Lafreniere rookie cards and stuff like that out of the year that we were pulling. And uh, it's funny, like my son's like, "Daddy, can I hold the cards?" I'm like, "Let Daddy open the pack. Got to make sure you don't bend the corners, and then all, all the base cards. You here you go, buddy. Play with those. Have a great yeah. time." A little Andy Pafko. <laughs> Did it, but it's funny. He's into it and stuff like that. Get him in the mail. Comes from Amazon or, you know, Upper Deck or wherever I order him from. And usually, like, once or twice a week, I'll, I'll, I'll get a, you know, a blaster pack of cards. Usually seven or eight packs in the, in the box. 20-something bucks. No big deal. It's something fun to do and get some, you know, a little more into sports and just ha- have, you know, that shared interest together. So it makes me happy. Even happy when I pulled out that beautiful Lafreniere uh, Young Guns rookie. Corners all nice and sharp and shit. Put that right into his sleeve. Sent a picture to my brother. My brother's like, yo, that shit's going for like 150 bucks right now on eBay, ungraded. Like, well, we're going to have to get that bad boy graded. But uh, I, uh, just, I just fun. Zach Jones, too. I have uh, two Zach Jones rookie cards. There you go. So, Zach Jones, uh, the team. <laughs> I, that's what I said. I said this guy needs to make the team and score about four this year. Bump those rookie cards up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm happy hockey's back. Um, it's it's my favorite sport, hands down, easily. We're, we're looking for some collabs with third period bourbon, of course. Yep. Glad glad to. I I saw you know Dave messaged us the other day. I love seeing that. I was actually going to invite him on today, but I thought about it too late, and I was like, ah, it's too late. He's probably got CQ or something tonight. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's we're in the thick of football anyway, and uh, season didn't even start yet, so we know we're not going to spend too much time on hockey. Just getting into the mix of things, but um, yeah, reading about the Rangers, they're going to have some contract issues as well going through this year. So, I guess we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see what what ends up panning out. Um, Igor looked a little shaky, but again, it's preseason, no big deal. Did a nice bounce back. I believe the Rangers play the Devils again tomorrow night. At uh, at the Rock, so maybe a little redemption on, on the menu. But I'm just happy to see hockey being back. And uh, look at this year. 
a lot of people ask me like, Hey, who do you think, you know, who would be the favorites to, to win the Stanley cup? And I don't see the, I don't see the avalanche missing a beat. I see the hurricanes getting better. So it's definitely not going to be an easy road to get back into the playoffs and make a run like the Rangers did last year, but they have the pieces. They, they, they didn't really lose anybody. So they definitely have the pieces to be able to do it. I agree. I agree. I don't see any reason they shouldn't at least make another appearance at the Eastern conference finals. Yeah, I I mean, from your lips to God's ears, because we could definitely use it. There's nothing better than uh, playoff hockey, and the only way playoff hockey gets better is if uh, your team is involved in playoff hockey. Then it's just the tits. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you, TJ. So there's nothing better than playoff hockey. I disagree. What's better than playoff hockey? I I've never had it, but I've seen it. It's a pineapple upside down cake and a cheesecake, like all in one cake. So it's like a pineapple upside down cake sitting on top of a New York style cheesecake. Now nah, you can't compare cake to hockey, hockey playoffs. I can. I have cake all the time. Hockey playoffs is only one time a year. That's what makes it special. Like, I don't want it to be special. I want to be, in, I want to be, I want it. That would be like Dude, sitting there saying, oh, I don't want to win too many Stanley cups because it makes it less special. Get the fuck out of here. But I don't think you'd want cake. Every day, all the time. Would you want that pineapple upside down cheesecake every day, all the time? Mm, I might actually, because I would take Rangers playoff hockey every day, all day, all the time. Do I get the cake too? I, in a perfect world, yes. Ooh. This is America. You did serve your country, Nick. You still serve your country. I think if anybody deserves <laughs> a pineapple and cheesecake and Rangers playoff hockey, it is you, sir. Are you looking up pictures of pineapple upside down cake right now? Uh, yeah, I am actually, and it looks incredible. <laughs> and I want it right now. I could see you salivate. <laughs> Dude, they put a pineapple upside down cake on a cheesecake. Like, who does stuff? What kind of sick genius thinks of shit like this? Like, the, the same people that take a Krispy Kreme hot off the thing, a uh, hot, fresh glazed Krispy Kreme donut. Go home in half and throw a, a sausage egg and cheese on that bitch. Geniuses. Wow. Look at that. Look how moist that looks. We'll throw, some, throw, throw some of your fancy, was it Luxardo friggin' cherries in there? <laughs> Maybe throw a little rum in that cake. Ooh. You're killing me right now. I would eat that whole thing. But uh, here we are, and the Bengals are up 26, pending the PAT, to, I believe it's 17 if they were showing, uh, 15, 27-15, looks like they've got this one. Two minutes left in the game. But then again, we've already seen the Jets, I think, I'm pretty sure, come back from a very similar deficit um, just two weeks ago. So you never know. You know? Yep. It's the NFL. Last game of the year. Can't hold anything back. <laughs> but... Uh, I honestly got to say right now, if the Cincinnati Bengals lose this game with less with a minute and 52 seconds left, um, the state of Ohio doesn't deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> what did they both do? Teams losing in less than two minutes in like a two and a half week span. Like that's just mean. It's mean spirited. I'm okay with it. <laughs> totally okay with it. In history. It's fine. I listen, wars were fought over less. So <laughs> that's true. Um, anything- might, 
break away from the U.S. after that. One thing I I, I did want to talk about moving on from hockey, which I love hockey, but we're we're moving forward. Uh, Phil Mickelson removes his name from the lawsuit against the PGA Tour, the Live lawsuit. Yeah, and then the countersuit has his name on it. So So I thought that was an interesting piece of uh, news that came out. Yeah, uh, I didn't read too much into it as to why he pulled uh, his name off of it, but then his name his name ended up back in the um, in the countersuit. Uh, the PGA is going after him, named him and a bunch of other players by pretty much saying that they were tampering with uh, with their tour player. Yeah, I guess trying to bring him over to live. That you know what that that might be why he removed his name from the original lawsuit. Try to separate himself a little bit. A little bit, you know, not 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 anything crazy, but you know, just hey, like, oh, listen, I, I get, I'm over there, but I'm not over there, dude. It's it's so stupid. The only people that are losing at this point are the fans. If anybody says that, you know, last week was uh, the what's it called, the uh, the President's Cup. Anybody that says that those guys being there wouldn't have made a difference, it 110 percent would have. If Cam Smith was on the international team, it could have made a difference. Like you're out of your mind. You're the only people that are losing is the fans. I want to see these players, and and I I don't understand these like pro PGA people that are like, oh fuck, live, and everybody that went to live. It's like, why, dude? Why? That's that's politics. It, it's just that, it's that, ridiculous. That's it's agenda driven nonsense. It's who gives you shit? What golf you know conglomerate or corporation they play under? You still want to see them play. It's p. It's like pizza. It's good no matter what. There's music in the air. Yeah, except if you get Chicago style, like nasty fucking That's not pizza. No, it's not. It's a, a lasagna. It's a pie with sauce and cheese. It's horrible. You ever wonder yeah, why everybody in Chicago shoots each other? It's because look at their fucking pizza. Wow. Yeah, I'd be pissed too. I would take to the streets and take my anger out with, uh, with violence on people. It's like I wanted a slice of pizza. And I got this shitty sauce pie. Imagine, imagine growing dude, up. And imagine looking New York style pizza. Yeah, dude. Imagine looking at New York style pizza. There's no such thing as New York style pizza. Well, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Imagine looking at pizza as we know it, the right way. Kind of like looking at your pineapple upside down cheesecake. And then you happen to be in a place and they have it on the menu and you're all excited and you order it. And their pineapple upside down cheesecake is just like diarrhea with a cherry on top and no pineapple whatsoever. Fucking pissed. At least they got the cherry right. Damn, that looks good. Does look good. Actually, this one looks better. Only because it's cut. Everything looks better cut. (laughs) Still waiting to see it. Ooh, nice. I like it when the cherries bleed a little bit. That's nice. The way you just said it said that you sound like Doug Heffernan from King of Queens, Daddy Life. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I your dick now. Now I want that. Like a lot of that. I hear you. I hear you. If, but, uh, if you show up my house tomorrow to pick me up for Rook's birthday party, and you have one of those in the car, I mean. Do we even go to the birthday party or do we just sit there and eat it? We just sit there and eat it. Meredith, right? too. we sit in the backseat of Meredith's car while she drives and we eat the cake. No, we, we make her drive to like the beach 
like sit out underneath the moonlight. Yeah, make it like a real special <laughs> moment. We'll be, dude. We'll be on our deathbeds, side by side in the old age home, because nobody's gonna want to deal with either of miserable fucks <laughs> being that old and incontinent and shitting all over ourselves. We're like, hey, Nick, remember that cake? Fist bump as we die. <laughs> yeah, like it, totally like the Notebook. We'll just go together. <laughs> oh shit! All right, well. Do we have anything else sports-wise? Are we missing anything? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. I, I, and it's, it feels good. It feels good and it sounds nice. feels real good. But, but not as good as my bring... belly would feel with a cake in it. <laughs> that bridge, that's what we bring here at the Scoreboard Addicts podcast. Uh, I think tomorrow we, we're going to do, do a, little, uh, a little content tomorrow. We'll be at an Oktoberfest celebration out there in Erzburg Park. In uh, the dirty state of New Jersey, um, <laughs> uh, no left turns. Thing. One last thing. Uh, I, last week, I did another hike with Irreverent Warriors. Uh, I met uh, Donnie O'Malley, who owns Vet TV. Awesome dude. Awesome event. Uh, just um, if you're if you're a veteran, look look into it. It's awesome for you know mental awareness. It helps you build a foundation of a support staff that's going to really like. Look out for you as a buddy and a battle buddy. When we get out of the military, it's hard to find those relationships again. Um, and it's it's easier when when you're doing stuff like that. Uh, and then, of course, if you're a civilian and you're looking to try to volunteer, try to help veterans, uh, they're always looking for civilian assistance to, to help with those types of events and organizing and things of that nature. Uh, it was an awesome event. I had a great time. I brought a couple of my Joes. My uncle went with us. Um, just good times overall. Good vibes. And uh, thanks to Reverend Warriors for setting up the whole thing and then uh last before we go our buddy johnny lawrence going yep. through uh chemo one more again uh thoughts and prayers to johnny go yep. jets um he's a fellow jets fan and uh he's a, a former royal air force so a brother of mine for certain i talked to him this week i was having a little bit of a go uh, a difficulty this week uh and he reached out to me to see if i was doing okay and uh and i, I appreciate him immensely and, and wish him nothing but the best and, and he's in our thoughts Absolutely. and prayers Hundred percent. Let's go, Jets. Maybe maybe Zach Wilson will make a little magic happen. Give him something. Yeah, a little bit of magic from Zach Wilson for our boy Johnny. Um, We'll catch you again next week with some uh, new content. Again, we'll get some content from the Oktoberfest thing that we're going to tomorrow, and we'll see you when we see you from me and TJ and Rook, who's out there in the ether. We are the Scoreboard Addicts, and we'll catch you real soon.